Hi, and welcome to the Deeper Than Money podcast. I am your host, Chloe Elise. I'm a millennial money coach, speaker, dog mom, and a seven on the Enneagram. And I am on a mission to prove to you that finances can be fun and easy. On the Deeper Than Money podcast, we will dive into all things millennial finance, debt, saving, mindset, and how to have financial freedom to enjoy life in your 20s and 30s. I want you to leave this podcast with more confidence around your moolah and the belief that your biggest financial dreams are possible for you. So let's talk money. Welcome to episode five of the Deeper Than Money podcast. Today we're going to be talking about some juicy stuff. Is it wrong? to desire money. Is it wrong to desire money? So for me, growing up, I was the second daughter, which means I was blessed with lots and lots of hand-me-downs. And for me in that situation, I got this belief and started to have this belief that it was rude or greedy of me to want more. It was rude or greedy of me to be at the store and want a new shirt because I had my older sister's hand-me-downs and and pass-downs at home. And also, especially growing up in church and growing up as a Christian, I thought desiring more was sinful. I thought that, hey, I should just be happy with what I have. Like it's it's wrong to want more. Like a lot of the good Christians, you know, I say that with like quotes, like good Christians, I looked up to, they were broke or getting paid very little or missionaries and not getting paid at all. And all of the really incredible jobs that I looked up to that were in the church or that were really impactful people on me that were very like, you know, quote unquote, good Christian roles weren't making a lot of money and weren't desiring more money. So I thought to myself a lot, like, is it wrong of me to desire more money as I got older? When I was younger, I just kind of assumed I'd just be broke forever. Like I kind of just assumed I would just stay like low middle class and not break through that barrier. I just believe that. Like it wasn't like I ever made that conscious thought I just believe that. And so when I started questioning all of this stuff when I was in college, it was this huge internal conflict for me because I felt guilty for even trying to figure out my finances to to some extent because I thought, like, it's probably wrong of me to desire more money, right? So my answer, no. Not only do I believe that it's not wrong to desire more, I think it's wrong of you to not desire more. I think it's your freaking duty to want more money. And here's why. So let's say that you relate to my earlier story because you're a Christian woman and you've grown up in church and you've kind of felt this weirdness, this little weirdness about desiring more money. So if you are that person and you're living paycheck to paycheck, How much can you donate to the church? Let's say you're making $30,000 and you are trying really, really hard to donate 10% 
But let's just be honest, it's not working. Things are coming up, maybe daycare for your kids or maybe the vacation coming up or rent or whatever it is. Things keep coming up and maybe you realistically are donating 5%. So that means per year, if you're making $30,000, you're donating $1,500, which I'm not knocking at all, by the way. If that's you and you're donating that, that's an incredible gift and, and that's amazing. But what I want you to take away from this is what if, what if that's you making $30,000, barely getting by, giving what you can, but what if instead of staying on that path of feeling broke and living paycheck to paycheck, you started going balls to the walls to figure out your finances? What if you wanted more money, you desired nice things, and because of that, you made a plan to become so wealthy And in 10 years, you became a millionaire. Okay, so now you're a millionaire. 10 years later, ayo. Even if you stayed donating 5%, when you're a millionaire donating 5%, that's $50,000 that you're donating to your church. Let's say, because you you figured out your finances, that you can donate even more. You can donate at least 10%. That's $100,000 a year. How much more of an impact does that make on your church, on your community, than the $1,500? It makes so much more of an impact because it's more resources. It's more energy and resources that they can put into fixing up the church, marketing to new you know, the community and all these different things. And so here's what I'm getting at. And this can be for anything. If you're like, well, I'm not a Christian or I don't go to church. Think about your favorite organization. Maybe you're so passionate about rescue dogs. What can you do right now if you're living paycheck to paycheck for your local dog shelter? Maybe you can volunteer a couple hours a week. Maybe you can buy a bag of dog food every now and then. What can you do when you're a millionaire? So much more. You can donate so much more and change that shelter. Change the dogs in there. Bring in more staff, whatever that may be. Your impact grows when your income grows. Okay, your impact grows when your income grows. And here's what I'm trying to get. Here's where I'm going. Here's where I'm going with this. Is when you... You, as a wonderful, good-hearted human being, become so wealthy, everyone around you thrives. When you become so wealthy, what does that do to your family? They thrive. You start buying organic food instead of hamburger helper, and you start coming home from work a little earlier to hang out with your kids because you're no longer banking on those overtime hours. Your whole family changes. Your community changes. Not just your family, but now you can sponsor a local girls soccer team, or you can go donate to different charities, or you can volunteer more because you can take more time off work. When you are becoming so wealthy, it impacts everyone around you and everyone else wins. So desiring nice things is a great way to stay on track for wealth. 
desiring more points you in that direction and closer to your target. I love nice things. Like I love living in a beautiful apartment. I like eating only really, really high quality food plus Thai food, duh. I I enjoy shopping. I want a beautiful home someday. I want a lake house. I want to take my girlfriends on a bougie trip and say, pack a swimsuit and a passport. I got you for everything else. I want nice things. I desire nice things. But I'm also passionate about so many other things in the community. I love nonprofits. I, I love supporting other people. Like it's my goal someday that I just walk around with like stacks of hundreds in my of cash in my pocket. And actually now that I'm saying that, that sounds like a little risky, but it's fine. My goal is to walk around with hundreds in my pocket. And if I see someone who needs it, give it to them. Pay for people behind me more often. Like I want to do that. I want to get to the place where I have so much money that it overflows to everyone around me. So here's the thing is, yes, I desire nice things. I love, I can do some serious damage at TJ Maxx. I love, I love buying new clothes, but I also love nonprofits. Like my favorite nonprofit from my local hometown called Dabbers Up, which is an incredible foundation that provides and helps families that have been thrown curveballs in life. It's amazing. So it's not one side or the other. By desiring nice things, it points you in the direction of becoming so wealthy, you can also be helping so many other people around you. So you desiring more isn't bad, it isn't greedy. There's nothing wrong with you wanting more out there for yourself than that target splurge on payday that you still feel bad about later. I truly believe it's your duty to become wealthy. Like one of my, one of these really, Just This is one of those things if you know, you know, but how many times have you been at a restaurant and you have have great service? You have a great waiter or waitress and you're like, I'm going to leave them a really good tip. I'm going to just crush it, leave them such a nice tip. And you go to write that number, but your first thought is, ooh, but if I put this much money, that's going to cut into my grocery shopping tomorrow. If I put that big of a tip, that's going to cut into my gas money this month. If I put that big of a tip, that's going to make it really hard to pay rent or something. Because here's the thing. When you're in just survival mode, those are your thoughts. When you have just enough money to get by, it is hard to give sometimes. When you're choosing between this $5 is for me or for you, sometimes it is hard and it's a survival mechanism to not want to choose ourselves. But when you have so much money that you do not need that $5 to buy groceries tomorrow, how easy is it to give? How easy is it to tip that person or donate more to the the church or the charity or the nonprofit or just your family, friends who are going through some shit. It's easier to give when you have so much more of that overflow. When you go out of survival mode, out of living paycheck to paycheck, out of barely getting by, your overflow of money pours into those around you. Your overflow of money pours into those around you. And that's what we want. 
that's what we want. When you make more money and when you have more money, it doesn't just impact you. It doesn't just impact your family. It impacts your community. It impacts your state. It impacts those all around you. So do it, you guys. Desire more. So how do you put this into practice? We're getting a little woo-woo. We're talking about desiring money. How do you actually put this into practice? So the first thing, start dreaming, sister. Daydream. What would your perfect day look like? What would you want more than anything? What would true financial freedom mean to you? And bigger than just, oh, paying off some credit card debt. Bigger than just, oh, I don't know, like maybe having a few less bills. I mean, bigger. What would it look like if all of your dreams could come true? Number two, create your unfiltered wants list. Okay, now notice I said unfiltered because a lot of times if I say, yeah, write down your wants list, especially as women, sometimes we're like, okay, yeah, I'll write down my wants list, um, groceries for me and my family. And, you know, it's like, no, like your unfiltered want list. Nobody's looking at this list. Nobody's judging you for it. Write down what you want. I don't care if it's, uh, you know, I don't know, million dollar home or a yacht. I don't care what it is. It's unfiltered. Dream bigger. When you're dreaming bigger, you're shooting bigger. You're shooting way higher, you know? So make an unfiltered wants list, like number one, number two, number three, number four. Write it all out. Number three goes along with number two, but understand the difference of a self-sabotage treat yourself day versus wanting more and planning for it. So if you make this list of wants and you're like, number one, this new plant from Target, and then you're like, number two, and you're writing stuff, and then all of a sudden you're at Target and you see that plant, and you're like, well, I made my unfiltered wants list and that's on it. I should buy it today. That's not what I'm saying because we want to spend in alignment. And if you buying that plant is out of alignment and it's going to keep you in that cycle of paycheck to paycheck or it's going to keep you where you buy it and then you feel guilty after, I don't want you to spend out of alignment. I want you to want that plant. That plant is like your motivation. You're like, let's do this. Let's go. Like I'm here to have those nice things. So separate treat yourself days from planning for things and going after them. Number four, remember that you're not taking your money with you after you're gone. Money is a tool, not something to idolize. I truly believe that we're here to live and have fun, but also to serve and give. So that's really the fine line with when we're talking about, is it wrong to desire money? No, it's not wrong to desire money. When we start idolizing it and thinking that our happiness is dependent on what's in our bank account, that's where things can get messy. That's where we can really struggle. So make sure that you're keeping that separate. You're not idolizing money. You're not saying that money is the only hope for you and that's when you'll be happy or that's what you need to feel full. You're just desiring more because you know that when you can get more, everyone wins. And number five, get excited about giving. 
I'm a big believer. We talked about this a little bit earlier, but when you can move from survival mode to thriving mode, it's amazing and giving will automatically feel so much better. However, if you are someone who does not give now, you don't tip or you tip very little or you don't donate anything or you don't even really like buying presents or whatever it may be. If that's you, I challenge you to get excited about giving now because no matter what's in your bank account, if you're a Scrooge right now, 100% Scrooge right now, it's going to be harder for you to give freely later. Don't tell yourself, I will give when. It's okay if you're not giving a million dollars right now because that's not where you're at, but still give from the place where you are at and get excited about giving. Giving is one of the most beautiful, like the most beautiful ways that we can have money is have money to give. Woo! Woo! You guys, this is such a fun episode. So I want to remind you that you're here for more than surviving. You're here to thrive. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I got kind of fired up, but it was really fun. So make sure that if you liked this episode, subscribe and leave a review and also screenshot and tag me on Instagram so I can say thank you for watching and thanks for tuning in, guys. So